Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. It's Dex and Jack this week for you, rotating the host. I am back. I disappeared for quite a while. It felt weird not being as present in the podcast as I usually am, but these uh, Jake and Jack did a very good job while I was away. And I will start this week by asking you, Jack, how has your week been, my friend? Hello. Hello, hello. It's been okay. I've started a new job, actually, so I'm quite tired, as I was saying before the podcast. And I've also realised I'm going to make Phil very annoyed currently. So I'm literally going to scroll back. Oh, God. I'm going to do this. And the turn audio my listeners. light on. Because he always makes a big song and dance, doesn't he? About, oh, his, his light's not on. So he can't be live. This can't be a video or, or a podcast. Because We're not his live, live light's though. not on. Well, we're not. Yes. Like, I don't feel like you need it on for when we're not live. Exactly. I feel like when we, I do feel like he had a point when it was a live podcast and yes. you didn't turn the live on air sign on. Both of you, you both had these live on air signs and neither yes. of you turned them on yes. when we were live. But for this, I kind of understand. But, but this is my we, dry sense of humor where I'm now facetious in the fact that I always must have it on on a podcast episode I, and make a point I, I also it, you notice know? you can't start a podcast without digging someone out, Jack. And I think that's it's fun. something you might it's need to work on. It's part of the fun, it's part I think of the fun it's something though. You might need, the people enjoy it. The comments enjoy it. You can't not attack it. someone. <laughs> I just feel oh, like if you can't get well. yourself set up for a podcast without going on the attack immediately, it might be saying something about you, sir. You see, as well, it's also all part of my plan where one episode in the future, I'm going to be as nice as pie and it's going to throw everyone off that I'm being so nice and it's going to make everyone really uncomfortable and they'll all be asking, where's where's the digs? Where's the digs, Jack? Bring them back! And there's going to be a whole Twitter campaign. It's going to be a hashtag. It's going to, it's going to trend everything. Underneath Sheffield I Wednesday just... on Twitter trending, it's going to be hashtag bring, bring angry worko back. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get that big. No. Uh, but still, no. let. Oh, you know what I found funny this week? The fact that you, you just cancelled a stream and went, I'm really tired after work. And yeah. I was like, welcome to live, Jack. Welcome to podcasting and trying to do things <sighs> and, and getting gas so many times. When's Sheffield Wednesday Karimo coming back when you've just done a really, really long day at work <laughs> yeah. and you'd already done all your content and editing? Um, it's all fun because we do this because we enjoy it. But when yes. you're tired, we do this because we still enjoy is. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's the fun thing now as well. We we change the podcast time. There's probably the reason I've got a little bit more um, sleep in my voice. Maybe is because we do these in a morning now, mm. which is good because it starts the day. I can get everything done. I can get that. You see the podcast get out earlier. Yes. But um, it also means you've got to be on it. You gotta have your cup yes. of tea or your coffee and Jack Yeah, I just I always worry he's not gonna be awake, to be honest. I'm I look, I'm up at half past four every single morning. Yeah, I just that's a bit rough. regimented. I just get in the and I just figured, you know, discipline, mental discipline and all that jazz. And so all my frustrations just, of that come out in when I'm on an episode and, and I remember when I, I did I, I, uh, I finished uni and went into hotel work. Um, and I just remember getting up at like quarter six and having to be at work for half six, quarter seven oh. or something for the early. Um, and it was bad because you'd get up and you'd have like a monster when you got to work at a stupid of time. Because I was like 22 at the time. Um, and just, I just, I remember absolutely hating it. And I'm glad I did that early on because I was like, I can't do this forever. And some people, massive respect to them, do that forever. And that because, you know, that sort of thing, talking to people, people moaning in the morning if something's gone and you've got to deal with it while you're half asleep sort of thing. It's like, no, humans can be humans. Mm. And um, I don't want to do this forever. So... I made the pi- I made the pivot and luckily got into the I was quite lucky to find a way into the industry not too long after that but it's it was all about risk but I, don't, I but risk's also quite scary but that means I don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn anymore however I might have to after Christmas cuz it all comes back around and some of the work nice. I'm doing musically is going to I'm traveling a lot more for bits of work um less of it 
but more travel. Wait. And I will update Wait. you all as that happens. Oh my god. James, are you saying mm. are you no. saying you're a musician? No. You're a musician. No. No. Oh my. Oh my no. word. My mind is blown. Oh, oh wow. For God's sake, you're such a petulant child. <laughs> I'm just bringing the joke back. Do you know you, what? You've, you've abandoned yes, your I know own what podcast you, I know for two weeks, do. James. I've got to bring the joke back somehow now you're here again. You know? It's <laughs> All right. All right. I was on holiday two weeks ago and last yeah. week I was I was yeah. literally working all week. So speaking of working all week, how has your week been, James? Well, I was MD in a show last week, so oh. that was quite um fun. Um but it's tiring. So I I didn't have a minute last week. Um but it but it was it was fun. The what were what was I gonna say? You've thrown me off now. Yes. Have you been watching the sky coverage of the Premier League this weekend? Uh not not really. I won't I'll, right. So this is my controversial take because the, a team that I have no emotional attachment to is not in the Premier League. I don't care about it. So I I don't really watch much Premier League stuff these days. I don't know why. It's just well, well, what I was getting at is they've hired anyway, Daniel Storage yes. for the commentary team. So basically, Sky oh. Sports have brought their cringe fest of work. You know, like they've got their worko now, basically, <laughs> because I was watching it and I was going, the looks that some of their team are giving Daniel Storage mm. for his takes and his cringe, just general cringe, are exactly the looks that me and Jake have given each other. Quite a few times since bringing you onto this oh. podcast. Oh, nice, so nice. That's nice. a nice uh, warm thing for you there. Exactly. No, I'm a trendsetter. Some might say I'm a trendsetter, and there we go. There's the proof. The internationally renowned <laughs> Daniel Sturridge <laughs> is copying me. There we go. But I'm a I'm a trendsetter. I just think you both have very low mental ages. You're still yeah. children in your brains. Anyway, we'll get to the football in a minute. Calm down. It's nice to be back. Um, I don't know if I'm on next week as well, talking about being busy. So it might oh. be, but I will be on the week after. So it might be you two again. God, I've let you control the podcast for nearly a month. That'll be very weird. Um, but I might do some dropping bits and stuff, but I definitely want to get on today because I've not been able to speak to people properly I've made videos and I streamed, but I've not been able to actually be on the podcast since mm-hmm. the season really kicked off. Speaking of um, the season kicking off, the League Cup also kicked off. Sheffield Wednesday against Stockport. What did you think to this one, Jack? It was it was a run out. It, it was... Uh, I, I sort of feel like in general, the whole... No disrespect to Stockport, of course, but the whole occasion was just... It, it, it felt like another preseason friendly game in my head. And I know a lot of people online have shared that sort of viewpoint where it was just because we've obviously made a load of signings as well. Um, since you've not been here as well, that you've, you've missed the coverage on <laughs> from the podcast. Um, uh, we've right, we've made, I think something like eight new signings. <laughs> we've made something like eight new signings and it was pretty much a chance to give them all a run out. And it was, it went about as you would have expected a, a game with, six new starters in the starting 11 to go it was a bit disjointed it was a bit everyone was a bit hesitant about you know moving off the ball all that sort of thing but a 1-1 draw come you know extra uh, come the normal time and then we went to penalties and we we won it on penalties and there was that phenomenal uh moment of Barry Bannon in the penalty where he's he's done the is it Peneka Penek what, the one way where they coolly just walk up and chip the ball yes, into the centre of the net. Yeah, that yeah. one. That one. He basically did that and just everyone was just... I think it's I think it's pronounced Penenka, but Penenka. I'm not 100% sure. Penenka. So I, I just did I a J. I correct you. You did. You know, of course, instead of calling him Munoz, he calls him Munez. And I've just done the same thing as Jake. Hi, Jake, by the way. Love you. Um, yes. And that's, that's, it was just a bit of a, but we're in the next round of the cup. So there we go. That's, I don't really know if I need to say anything more on that. I don't know if you've got any added words to add to the whole. No, it was, it was woeful. Um, but it, it was, was, it was basically yeah. trying out a load of new players and seeing yeah. how it worked. So I understood it from that perspective. Um, <laughs> we're in the next, we're in the next round and we're against Mansfield. So Aidan Flint returning will be interesting. That'll oh be yeah. A, 
a good one to see. Forgot to mention at the top, you can leave us reviews. Please go and do that. We've not had any on a while, uh, in a while on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. I know some people are leaving episode reviews on Spotify, and I'll see what we're going to do with them because they're a bit different. I'll I'll check those out. I have to. I think I have to tick those off or something. So I'm going to look into them. Oh. Um, but yeah, there's memberships available as well. If you click join below on the um, video version, if you're watching this here. But yes, let's go into this one, which I don't really want to talk about. It's it's back, Jack. The feeling of Sheffield Wednesday doing a Sheffield Wednesday, and that is Hull City 4, Sheffield Wednesday 2. Talk me through your thoughts on this game. Well, I mean, I'd love to give you a load of nice words on it, but it's really really, really difficult. Are you getting the bloody match report up again? I I saw this with Jake, and I was like, I'm not sure I believe this. God. What I was going to say was it's really bloody difficult to polish a turd. I mean, what can you say nice about it? We did all right in the first half. I mean, Delgado scored his first Sheffield Wednesday goal out of nowhere um, when he just didn't really seem to be popping up all that much. But I've noticed this. He goes very under the radar for most of the game so far that he's uh, been playing. And then he'll just have a moment of brilliance out of nowhere. And I thought he was the opposite against Southampton. I thought he was the only player you actually noticed Mm. and... Uh, but in terms of the whole game, I get what you're saying. I think the cross uh, yeah. from Iorfa was was quality for that oh, goal, yeah. and then a, qu- a quick free kick. We kind of caught them unawares, but you can't yeah. moan. They were they were trying to moan to the referee, and then we took a quick yeah. free kick and we scored. It happened exactly. But yeah, carry on. It was all legitimate. It was all legitimate as well. The referee okayed it. The players were ready. It wasn't like the players were were not ready to face that sort of thing. And we've been on the victim side of um of you know quick free quick free kicks that opposition have done to us and we've just done the same to them and like what is there to moan about anyway sorry Liam Rossini but I I just uh, anyway uh and then the second half it it for the most well sorry after that goal for us it just it just seemed like the players had never met each other before and they just all turned up and was like it was the first time they've ever, ever even played together granted there were six out of the 11 who were brand new players uh, to the system and everything. But even having said that, when the core of five players is still there, you'd think that they would be able to communicate with each other. But mm. there was nothing. There was no... And that obviously the, the, the whole game finished 4-2, which I thought was very reflective of the game itself. I don't know why Liam Rossini is saying they should have scored more because he had a 4-2 win. Be happy, mate. But... I think it's because like, they had chances to score more. Yeah. I know what he was saying. Uh, but to be but honest, it, it, was, right. it reflected the game well. It was terrible. It was dreadful. The players, were the, there was no communication. And as well, Cisco is is saying about how he really wants the team to be pressing all the time. Pressing, pressing, pressing. Win the ball back really quick. One touch passing to, to try and score, right? The, there was no pressing. The, the team, it was like the, the team was spectating the opposition. It, it, just playing around them. There was nothing. There was no the, pressing, yeah. nothing. The, the defensive the, press worries just... me slightly because it looks like we're quite lackadaisical. I will say that is probably that for the third goal. So the second, uh, the first goal, le- penalty, I don't think it was a penalty. It was really soft. I can yeah, see why he gives it. That was it. soft. That changes the game. You go into the second half, one all. The second game, two fans scores a beauty. So it was a beautiful finesse goal, top right. But when you're talking about that defence the lazy sort of marking and the not intensity to press really yeah. for his third meant that he had space on the edge of the box. And they had time to pass it around the edge of the box. And yes, it was a great finish to find your way through all those players, but it is, it did just feel lazy. It felt lazy defending for that third goal. And the fourth goal, the less said about it, the better with the Wekwe's back pass. He didn't even look yeah. up. What the, what the hell was that? What? Like, he knew I know that everybody makes a mistake, there. but he didn't look up. He just didn't look up. You're on the. You're, you're literally. <sighs> the ball's practically out for a throw-in, right? Yeah. And he doesn't even look up, and he assists the the man in on goal. It's yeah, just, it's literally um, a through ball to their sodden striker, isn't it? Like, oh, 
I think I think it, it, was, it, it wasn't a good sign when early in this game no. Bannon got dispossessed just from yeah. behind him and he had two Wednesday he, he, players yeah. around him and they did who's not screaming man on at that point right oh. it, that when well, you're talking about communication it's just it is worrying our possession on the ball if yeah. I look for the yeah, look at the possession percentage, and that's what's going around, right? We had 27% of the ball. Against Southampton, I kind of understood it. I thought passages of play weren't... I thought, oh, if we're linking up on the ball like this, when mm. we do actually have the ball, this looks all right. So when we go against Hull, we're going to look to have the ball more and actually yeah. go at them. But we didn't really. I just don't think it... I don't think whatever the plan is, if I'm hoping there is one, whatever the, was meant to be there... Just didn't click. We had tw- we fouled twenty two times in this game, right? Mm. It's like our pass accuracy was seventy percent as opposed to their eighty eight. We had oh. two hundred and fifty. That's that's from two hundred and fifty four passes, by the way. They had six hundred and eighty, right? So they had more passes and they were more accurate with it. And I thought we take it to Hull, and we just seemed to. <sighs> we just didn't seem to click. I, I will say, Bannon playing through an injury is not ideal. Yeah. You know, because he, he could be out for a bit now. We don't know the, the full extent of that just as of yet. I think when Bias came on, he looked really good. And I think it means he starts next game. I think that he, he got, a, he was a really clever assist, actually, for Smith, the mm. way he put the ball the wrong side of the defence. Yeah. And he waited it He waited it perfectly for Smith to come round. And when Smith finishes like that, if we see a little bit more of that, Bias and Smith link up, I think they've both got to start next game. And I mm. think... I think it's just concerning the scoreline. I don't. I feel like two all. We do. If you know, if if we hadn't made that, if if there wasn't a penalty, right? Because I don't think it was. I think it was soft, nah. and there wasn't a and there wasn't a stupid back pass that was that ended up yeah. being an assist for them. You look at that two all, and you go, oh well, we're still finding our feet. So I do look at the other side of it, where you would say we're still finding our feet. Oh, I'm not course. quite convinced. Because yeah. it, it'd have been a draw. However, those two goals make it a bit of an embarrassment and you go, yeah. you know, you look at the stats and you go, well, there's no real defending this. And that can be the difference. I am trying to keep the balanced, level-headed perspective of oh, yeah. this is two games in because I don't well, think... Well, three I think the I would, cup game, I guess. Um, yeah. I was, say, I was saying I would give more, like, 10 games in the challenge. Oh, God, yeah. I want, I, so it's a case of... A brand new manager coming in who's got a new team and a new in the situation he's been in, I think we do have to be patient with it. If it's woeful, it's going to be woeful. But there, there is, I will say, it needs to, we need to see this ha- uh, shaping up a little bit more. The defensive press needs to be a little bit more intense. There needs to be a little bit more urgency there. We need, I think this all comes down to time on the training pitch as well, you know, Jack, because that's, it's just, there's, it's the basics as well. Mm. You should be losing the ball that easily even in new systems. And but, the, the um, thing is, Cisco even said himself in his post-match interview, he said that they've not had any, they've basically not had any time to actually train on the the tactics, on the whatever, because it's just always been about player recovery from the previous game, because they've got to go again in two, two, three days' time on Tuesday night. And then after that, there's the recovery time again. So they only get like maybe one, two training sessions per week where they're actually focusing on the new system he wants to work. Yeah, it's weird he's saying that at this point. There's obviously like the the whole preseason that has happened. All of that, all of that when they've had time to focus on the new system, the six, the eight new signings that have come in, they weren't out there. The only one that was out there was Delgado. Mm. literally Delgado was the Juan Delgado was the only one of the new signings um, that was out there with them focusing on this new system because he was the first one through the door everyone else has arrived when we got back from Spain so there's been no what do you what do you think to uh, talking about players coming in what do you think about Dawson getting dropped for Vasquez because that's a big talking point this week I think it makes sense because I don't think his distribution is anywhere near quick enough uh, from what is needed I think in this new system that uh, Cisco is trying to play, and judging on how uh, how uh, Vasquez uh, has performed, it's quite clear to see why he's been signed on loan. 
because his distribution is actually It's very fantastic. difficult that I will say that he has just shipped four goals. He has just conceded four goals. However, I don't think he was really at fault for any of he them. He wasn't so at fault for any of them. No. He could, like, yeah. Two of them was, were yeah. pretty much screamers that he couldn't remotely get a hand to. And then the other two yeah. weren't even down to him. They were down to the defense in front of him being at fault. He was shocked mm. that the back pass from a Wekway, he wasn't expecting it at all. I mean, granted, there might be a language the barrier well. there as well with a few of these new players, but that that also it was it was it was too it was too under hit as well. The back pass to him, it should have been a real drilled pass if it was going to be a back pass, and he just wasn't expecting. He, he probably wasn't expecting him to do that at all. He was probably expecting him to clear it upfield or something like that, and not. And then suddenly, there's this under hit pass back towards him, and the whole striker's got onto it. You know, it's it's it's. It was just frustrating all round. But again, I will also say to counterbalance my my roasting of the players being woeful, I will also say that it's three games in. There's the, there's a whole preseason in Spain that has gone by that all of these new signings haven't been in attendance for. They've just been here after we've got back. You know, two games before, uh, two days before the Southampton game was when they started pouring in pretty much, and so like. How are they going to adjust to the to their new surroundings in that time? I don't it's, think it's fair because I wanted to sort about. I get what you're saying. I don't want so to. Patience. I want to talk more about patience the Dawson, the, Dawson yeah. thing for the oh, minute. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. It, I don't think it was necessarily fair to drop him, um, purely because you've not given him a proper go in the championship. I understand when a manager comes in mm. and um, is wanting their own style of goalkeeper in there. So I do, I do see how it happens. I just, I can't help but feel for Dawson. And I've got to present this side of like a Wednesday fan who has stuck around, who got loaned out, had a cracking season at Exeter and they really wanted to keep him. He came, comes back, he's fighting with Stockdale. He wins the battle over Stockdale and becomes Sheffield Wednesday's goalkeeper to be given one game in the championship against Southampton and then dropped is like... Oh, you know, it's it's difficult from that perspective. I will say looking at them, the two of them, after watching Dawson a lot and seeing Vasquez in this limited time I've seen him, Vasquez with the ball at his feet is so natural. So I do understand it, right? He's He just looks so... There's never any like... And I'm not saying it always looks like Dawson's going to panic in terms of his distribution, hmm. um, but it's... I, there's there's just a calmness to Vasquez when he's on the ball, right? Mm. But that necessarily might not work if the defense aren't all linked up as well. We've got exactly. a Wekwe's back pass, yeah. okay? So I think it makes sense. I think we'll probably see what will happen. I can see this being the plan, right? Vasquez comes in and you phase the defense out so a Wekwe stops play, plays less. You know, he's brought players in like Diabe, Bernard, yeah, you know he's got he's got he's he's got Valentin players mm. like that players that he wants in that defense to play that style. I don't. Th- I think under Moore we tried to play out from the back and it didn't necessarily always mm. work. So I can see why you would want your own defenders in that system if you are going to play that system. And it's clear he wants to play out from the back. So from that perspective, I can see why Vasquez was dropped. But I do I do still feel like it's. It's probably Dawson probably deserved a good, hmm. good spell of it, you know, because. But I don't. I think the manager's probably come in and gone. No, I want my own guy in, and that's rough. It it would be less rough for me if it if we knew if we were going to sign Vasquez, because you're bringing someone in on loan. Hmm. Well, that that was the point in- I was going to make as well. Is that um, Vasquez coming in on loan? What if part of the agreement between Sheffield Wednesday and AC Milan is that he's basically the number one that he plays most games, and if well, if that's, that the, fe- happen, that's the feeling. He gets, yeah. with, he gets taken back. Like that's tip- when a goalkeeper is loaned. That's typically the agreement is that they're going to be your number one. That you don't you don't just stick them on the bench for half the games of the season and all that sort of stuff. Do you, you know what I mean? Um, I know what you, they- I know what you mean, but yeah. I also think that's unless we've got an option in there, it's kind of short sighted mm. because what do you do at the end of this season? And you've got a goalkeeper who is a Wednesday fan, wants to play for us, is in that age where he can still, he's still learning. He's not young, don't get me wrong. A goalkeeper's obviously been gone for quite a while, but he's not, he's not at a a position where he can't 
learn new styles and that sort of thing. And I don't think he's the worst at his feet. I don't think his distribution's amazing, mm. right? It's something oh, that he yeah. can improve. Yeah. But it's um, it just it just feels a little bit harsh for me at this point when you've not got a permanent goalkeeper coming in because I'll be honest, Dawson starts for every League One side. Mm. But we have also and gone up the league, and it is also yes, a different kettle of fish. But it's in this also a case of yeah. why is it if he starts for every league one side, he ain't gonna. The only thing that's keeping him here probably is the Wednesday fan league. Yeah, because why would you not go and have your career? Because to be honest, there'd be some championship sides that don't play out from the back, maybe that, that would have him as their him. keeper as well. Someone yeah. like Huddersfield or or Rotherham or or you know someone like that. Pretty much, I would say. He would be maybe. I could, see, I could see him getting another team for sure. So yeah. it's it's a delicate line. It'd be interesting yes. to see what happens yeah. with the Dawson Vasquez thing because there's only so many times I think you could be dropped back down to that number two position before you're like maybe it's time Sod to this. move on. Like, he, it's it's why Wildsmith yeah. left. It's why Wildsmith um, forced. Well, I'd, I, I'd want to say forced the move, but no, it's why he engineered the move to Derby because he knew that he'd be the number one at Derby, you know? So Yes. Started to sour a little bit these past couple of games, apparently Wild Smith at Derby oh since the start of the new season. Um, hopefully that's just a temporary bump. But I've, Did you I know, by the way, there's, there's, there's rumours circulating in the Derby circles that uh, they're not so much keen on Paul Warren and they are looking at maybe getting Darren Moore in as the manager over there because of the past playing links with Darren that, Moore. That so. would possi- possibly be a good shout, to be honest. But anyway. Um, but anyway. I'm, I'm still, I'm not writing Dawson off. I think, mm. uh, I think Chisco's got a big decision to yeah. make in terms of his goalkeepers because either way, even if he weren't at fault for them, Vasquez has just conceded four in the last game. Um, does he make the knee, and he dropped Dawson after Southampton. Does he make the knee-jerk reaction to to bring Dawson back in and keep chopping and changing them because one thing that that isn't ideal. So he needs to make this decision early on in these first 10 mm. games, who is going to be his number one, because you can't just keep switching them. Cause you need, a, we need a settled back line. If that game taught us anything, we need a settled yeah. back line. Oh yeah. Right. Um, let's go into the championship review. So it's back. Um, they skip game week one because I'm working with amateurs. No, I'm joking. Um, not joking. Slightly, slightly joking. I thought you were pressing your wow. soundboard for something then. Um, oh no, it was the mute button while I scratched my moustache because it was itching. Anyway, thank you for finishing that sentence. Um, so, match day two in the championship went like this: Coventry three, Middlesbrough nil, Hull City four, Sheffield Wednesday two, Rotherham two, Blackburn Rovers two. With one of the weirdest red cards I have ever seen for Rotherham. Really. Basically, he gets a yellow and then he gestures for a card. He sort of waves an imaginary card. He gets another yellow and is sent off or something. That's uh, yeah. Oh the yeah, I th- yeah. It's because the referees are being stupidly meticulous about these new rules. They're like yes. going a bit overboard. You know when a train conductor is is a bit sort of like, oh no, you you had to buy a ticket at the station, even though I've got a ticket machine with me right now where you can buy a ticket. No, you had to buy one at the machine at the station and I'm not going to buy let you buy one from me right now. I'm going to kick you off this train at the next station so you can buy one there and then get back on the next train. It, they're effectively yeah. doing that. The uh, the good old Jobsworth attitude at the moment. It's, do you remember uh, when it's trains wonderful. were actually, do you remember when trains actually worked and they oh, were yeah. actually a viable mode of transport? Yeah. And they were on time and yeah. affordable and oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway. Anyway, yes. enough of that. Um, Huddersfield nil, Leicester City one. Southampton four, Norwich four. An eight goal thriller. That that was um, quite the match actually. Quite the game. Oh yeah. West Brom three, Swansea two. Watford nil, Plymouth nil. So Plymouth, we're the, we're the worst performing relegated side so far. Preston, uh, promoted side, sorry. Preston 2, Sunderland 1. Ipswich 2, Stoke City 0. Ipswich top of the league, mm. which is um, interesting. Cardiff 1, QPR 2. So a much needed win for QPR there over Cardiff. Birmingham 1, Leeds United 0. So not gone well for Leeds oh in that one. Oh dear, Daniel Mil- Farker. Mill Millwall nil, Bristol City one, and that's your matches. There's some interesting fixtures coming up. So Leeds have got West Brom coming up as well. Um, 
Middlesbrough-Huddersfield, that'll be an interesting one because both teams not performing well. Middlesbrough tipped to do a lot better this season, obviously. Um, yeah, there's some interesting fixtures this week. Sunderland-Rotherham, a lot to talk about when we get there. But that leaves the table after two games like this. Ipswich Town, atop of the league. I've said that too many times over the past season. Oh, boy. Uh, with six points. Leicester City, six points in second. Watford in third with four points. Plymouth in fourth. Plymouth! Two, we, literally two promoted sides are in the top six. Plymouth, uh, fourth with four points. Norwich, fifth with four points. Southampton, sixth with four points. Ipswich and Leicester are the only teams with two straight wins. There are four teams with two straight losses, and they are Sunderland, Sheffield mm. Wednesday, Huddersfield, and Middlesbrough. So Sheffield Wednesday are currently third from bottom in 22nd. Middlesbrough are rock bottom with minus four goal difference. Huddersfield Town are second to bottom, and Sunderland are fourth from bottom, just above Wednesday. Rotherham have a draw and a win. There's four teams with a draw and a win at the minute. Cardiff, Swansea, Leeds and Rotherham all making up that bottom section of the table at the minute. So it's not good for Wednesday on paper at the minute, but I do feel like we've got to improve at some point. I mean, Preston being the next test is not ideal really, is it? But um, yes. Although having uh, said this as well, the league table means absolutely diddly squat until it gets to like November and Christmas time. That's when you start looking at the league that table. Goes without, that goes without saying, but it's always yes, fun to look at. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. In Into the news. This into is from the, the Wednesday website. <laughs> no sound bites. Momo Diaby joins the Owls on loan. The Owls have made our ninth signing of the summer with in the shape of Frenchman Momo Diaby. The towering midfielder joins Wednesday on a season-long loan from Portuguese Premier side. Porto... How do you say that? Portimonense. That's what I always... Thank you. I guess. I SC. Don't know. That's... Thank you. Diaby has spent his professional career to date in Portugal, including four seasons um, at Pacos Ferreira, and more recently, the one that Jack just said, who yes. he joined in the summer of 2022. The 26-year-old links up with a familiar face at Hillsborough, having played at Pacos Ferreira with fellow new Owls recruit Juan Delgado. Diaby told SWFC.co.uk, I know one. I've played with him before. Before I came, I spoke with him and he told me great things about the club. I am very happy and I hope we have a good season. I am here to help the team. As soon as I heard, it was clear I wanted to come to Sheffield Wednesday. And I am very happy because I will finally play in England. It has always been a dream. I can't wait. I've heard a lot of good things about the fans and I want to tell them that me and the rest of the team will do our best to make them happy. Diaby has been allocated number shirt number 44 for the duration of his S6 stay. Thoughts on this one then? So def more defensive midfielder, um, another Diaby, and this time in the shape of Momo. Jack, your thoughts? Um, it seems to be the either alternative or replacement or whatever for the Will Volk sort of role, the anchor man. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I'd I say. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we've we actually did say uh, Jake and I last week were saying that we really desperately need someone in that role. Because Will Volks seems to be needing a, a maybe a bit of a catch-up time on getting to that sort of level with it, with the with the new uh, system in place and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, this guy is play, played in a league where they regularly play the sort of system that Cisco is wanting to implement. So maybe it's a case of you know we're, we're getting ready a ready-made player on loan that's ready to play in that system right now. And I guess yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it. I'm I'm just reserving all basically all these new signings. I'm reserving judgment for a while until we, we've seen a lot of them because a lot of them we don't know actually particularly well, other than maybe uh, Diaby, but not this Momo, the the first Diaby that we signed, good old Bambo number five, um, from his time at Preston and Barnsley and whatnot. But yeah, I'm well. I, I think I most... think the important thing you said there is the Volks link. Yeah, um, yeah, because I do think Volks. He's, he's a bit not ripped slow. up any trees. He's, he's a, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to start having a pop. By the way, no, I don't no, no, start, no. Like, but I want to say like the start of the season's not been ideal for the team uh, in general. So maybe some competition in that role, let's say yeah. it that way, will be ideal. And this is a player that play has has 
is a good age actually. So he's he should be coming into the primary of his career. He's twenty six, right? So I hate I hate when people say that the good age. It just reminds me of that really like you know on you know on that soccer AM program, but like back in yeah. the day when when they used to have those the the female fans come out, it was just so cringe. And then they'd and then all that the proper like gammon audience members would be like oh good age when they'd say they're like 22 and i'd just cringe thinking about it and i just it always gives me flashbacks of those you know what i'm on I'm the, all, the, the, I, all soccer I, I, I know, episodes I'm upset of the early now. 2000s and i'm I just, upset stop talking yes i'm upset but it's just it's oh i hate when people say that the good age thing is oh, i mean a good weird. age to get someone on loan jack for yes. christ's sake okay right? thank god thank because god Coming into the prime of your career, playing in England for the first time and wanting to impress, it all lines up with the fact of the stage he's yes. at in his career for his age. Yes. That's the reason I said that. Thank Jesus Christ, Jack. Um, I'm just saying, it reminds yeah, I know me of what that. It saying. creeps me out. So, oh. You're welcome. It's a bit he's like you were blooding the youngsters. It's the, oh, it's no. your, you it's, that's my it. thing. The, the, yeah. Oh, it's just no. Yeah, I get you. All it's right. the same. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, That's so much worse though, isn't it? Like, yeah, right. Um. Anyway, he's twenty six. He's six foot six, so he's a towering defensive midfielder. He played twenty five times last season, and it's his first foray um, into English football. I'm quite excited by the potential of this. I don't I can't I can't lie and say I know a load about him. But in terms of his physicality, we're probably gonna need a little bit more of that in this league now. Because the yeah. one thing um I do notice is when we tend to put Barry Bannon defending set pieces and stuff like that, the ball just goes over his head. No offense, Barry. But like the more height we've got in these positions will be ideal when we're defending from those situations. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm quite excited. I mean, I don't base things off FIFA cards, but if his FIFA card is anywhere near accurate, we're not expecting a load of pace. Should we James do his bring, FIFA card James, as we always James do? bringing up a FIFA card in the Talking Wednesday episode, but water is wet, so there we go. Right, okay. Okay. Yes. Can we can it's we can card. we stop with the sass? This is not just a me thing. The this sass. is a Talking Wednesday tradition, and if you join the Talking Wednesday hosts you respect our traditions yes thank you speaking of joining join memberships are available where you can get talking <laughs> wednesday extras uh, episodes once a month yeah, mostly um so yes I'm, I'm still editing them uh Diaby is the 68 rated silver he's got 32 pace 45 shooting 52 passing 52 dribbling 69 defending and 78 physical so you ain't gonna be running round loads with him. But yes, I'm quietly optimistic about him. We signed two Diaby since I was last on an episode. As Jack scrolls through Tinder. Actually, no. My I was putting my phone on aeroplane mode because it keeps buzzing and it's annoying me. But yes. Fair enough. Um I wanna raise the comment about Yes. Um Chisco was talking about leaving players out and he was questioned mm. about Marvin Johnson and he went, you're going to have to ask him why he's not playing. Yeah. Um, and then apparently, I don't know how real this is, I don't know if it was a Photoshop or anything like this, but a fan apparently asked him and he replied and just went, don't know, mate, with a thumbs up. So... It looks very it, Photoshopped. It does look very photoshopped, but we never know. Uh, well, I but don't we know. know. I, I, I glanced. I glanced it to be fair, and it looked. It looked like a message, but then again, I didn't mm. look into it any further. Um, I don't know if Johnson would reply to that, but it's. I don't, yeah, I, I'm not going to actually include that as a as a yeah. legible thing in the podcast because it's one thing that I saw on the timeline and went. I could yeah. believe that, but mm. um, but it's also a case of I, I've not actually looked at the photo in any depth, so. I. I think he probably just doesn't fancy him. Um, but it's one of those situations where why he knows the players and he, he knows that mm. he knows if we're giving away the ball in these positions. I don't see why he wouldn't make it the squad. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not done anything under Cisco really. So what do you feel about him getting left out? Well, actually I've got a very different angle on this and 
Jake has talked about it in a video as well. Uh, it's where basically uh, during the preseason, it's why Marvin Johnson actually took so long to re-sign um, his contract. It's because his child became quite ill during the preseason uh, days, whatever, uh, and was actually hospitalized and all sorts. And so hopefully they're they're making a full recovery and everything. But that's been clearly on his mind and maybe that side of it has taken over the his thoughts and he's not been training great because of that and maybe that whole side of things is a is a reason why he might not be being you know put in the side being the, put in the squad whatever and maybe Cisco's actually protecting him here with you'll have to ask him or why he's, he might not be uh, all that sort of stuff. I I see and it I, I get that. language barrier, and he's protecting the player, and he's sort of saying it's up to him to decide if he wants to share that or not, and, and all that sort of thing. And Th I, that could be it actually. That that's I I appreciate. And I just don't think his head might be in the right right frame of mind to be playing games of football when there's maybe stuff going off off the field, you know. That, yeah. I would I would think that might play a big part in it, but we obviously don't know the full details and we respect Marvin's privacy and all that sort of thing. And I don't want to pry into it too much or anything like that. But that was yeah, that was a that was a thing that was happening in preseason and it still might be an unresolved situation outside of football, which could be causing him to not get picked. Um just because his mind isn't in the right place. And I fully understand that. If your mind isn't in the right place, you're not gonna perform I guess. Um, it's a, do you know what? It'd be interesting then. It'd be interesting to ask, is it a footballing perspective? Yes. Um, that could be, that could be a good question from a journalist. Cause I think everybody yeah. would shut up then if he said, no, it's a personal thing. Um, yes. Which you, cause you don't need to go into it anymore than then, mm. but you know, it's more of a, that is then protecting the player in my yeah. opinion. Cause it's not, and it's protecting the team as well. So yeah, exactly. But it, cause if it is a footballing thing, there is questions around, well, why isn't he involved? You know, yeah. because he he could add something to the squad. Don't get me wrong; I don't think he'd start, but he's definitely. He, when you're mm. not doing great, is an option. Do you know what I mean? And he's not even that at the minute. Yeah. So, but as as well, I will raise the point as well. Everybody, it seemed like the vast majority of people were saying before the season started that po probably he would be a squad player this season, and when he's mm. then being actually used as a squad player. If we can call it, you know, that you know what I mean by squad player, like maybe just in the squad training, all that sort of stuff. And that's exactly what's happening right now. And everyone's losing their minds over it, even though the same people were also saying that he was probably going to be a squad player ahead of the season. And now that's exactly yeah, but a squad player means he gets game time as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. he, he should be getting but it's game only three games we're... in. It's only three games in. So and everyone seems to be behaving as though it's thirteen games in rather than three. So there's been three games, and I will say the meltdown has started like, already. <laughs> like, and I don't get it. This is what I don't get. That it's it's be three games in. Be guys. careful! I got accused of. Uh always slagging off Wednesday fans the other day, and I was like, "When do I slag off?" I, I just say, like, when something's a little bit much. Yeah. Jesus but this Christ. is it. This is it, though, as well. Like people only sort of take little sound bites and then roll with that, or they don't read. For example, they don't read a full news article. They read the headline and see the picture, and they just go with that. They don't actually read what's in the article, and the article of something itself could totally disprove everything that they've the point that they've made because they didn't read the article. So it's either, mm. and in this case, it's actually listen to the full pot. It's like people used. To, do you remember at the close of the season, people were criticizing me online um, for making comments or making comments about the podcast or whatever when they don't even listen to the podcast. They were just making yeah. like really like vicious comments about stuff that we that I would tweet from the Talking Wednesday or whatever that was valid points and they wouldn't even listen to the podcast. Actually yeah, listen no. to the podcast yeah. and you will then understand who the heck we are. Stop taking that was our a bit tweets weird. out of context. And it that was, was so a bit weird. weird saying, saying, they could, saying stuff like, oh, they clearly talk crap on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, for, for one, that Listen tweet came from someone who, who at that point wasn't even that regular of a host. Yes. was our Twitter match day and was commenting on something they were watching, yet they didn't. The, yeah, in the moment of the game. Yeah. And like, a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. 
sorry, we've gone off on a tangent, but it's linked to the meltdown, and it's it was a similar meltdown then, and this is three games in, and there's a meltdown, and I, which actually, well, to be fair, I, it does link very well into the next article, but I'm not. We're not reading the next article. A lot yeah. of the articles that are this week, so there's not a lot of news. So yeah. it's more of a case of, of the re- this the news section here. I'm going to talk about a couple more news pieces, but a lot of it, the reason we did an extended bit at the start where I brought in the Dawson topics and things like that, it's not necessarily news. It's more a case of... Um, discussion we're at, the st- we're at the stage like, of the season yeah. where... Yeah, it's discussion topics, and yeah. we're not actually currently linked with anybody 100% at the minute, I don't think. Yeah. Not that I've seen in the past sort of twenty four hours, so we will uh, we will discuss that as we go on, I'm sure. But in terms of news, the next one is um, the Owls Esports thing. They've they've made some new partnerships with like Steel City, City Interactive, AOC, and Two K Games. So they're trying to do a little bit more on that. I've seen they've had a few events and stuff for younger Owls and things like that. Um, I keep getting people on my career modes and stuff uh, or just DMing me and going, are you going to get involved with all this? I went, I'm quite good at FIFA. Don't get me wrong. I'm all right at FIFA, but I'm not like elite at FIFA. I'm, I have fun with FIFA. Um, and if you're a join member, you could have seen the episode where Dex and I have actually played FIFA against one another and you will have seen how, quote unquote, uh, all right at FIFA he was when he thrashed me at almost every <laughs> single game where he played as a literal international team and i played as a provincial portuguese side in the lowest division you could find uh, we flipped it as well and i still beat you did well, we not, not? To... yes we did yes we did yeah yes yes we did you may we be were good playing decks, the randomizer game good hmm? yes we were we were we were correct i yes. had dodgy controller then as well my my, my sprint uh, trigger was sticking so- it's all right. Just, just rub it even, rub it even, even, rub it in even more. Dex, if I can speak English today, rub it in even more. So you had a dodgy controller and you that still flashed so me like four nil. That was, that was, oh boy, that was something. That was so funny. His reactions were wonderful in that, and that's a. Top I was tier. actually is, holding myself is... back, you know. I, I was like being so conscious that I was going to be in a dexterity box YouTube video, so I was holding back. On my reactions <laughs> to things in that, oh, I could have well, gone completely might, off the rails. But yes, we might we might return. We might put some. We might put some. We might put some clips out from that at some point on different platforms. We'll mm. see. That might be a good idea. Um, let, let us know in the comments if you want to see a pro clubs of the three of us on the next uh, installment of the FIFA franchise, which is now EA, EA FC yeah. twenty four. Can you do Feel- it as a three? Yeah. I don't know oh, yeah. how Procols really works, because I thought it had to be 11 people. Oh, no. How do you think the sidemen and all them do it? There's only, like, four or five of them that play at a time with that, so... Oh, I'll do that then. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. didn't want to be in a situation where I couldn't organise it all, and I was, like, with 11 different people and trying to organise all of that. Oh, no. If it's just the three of us, that's easy. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. I don't and really play it, like, it. During the game, it, like, randomly selects one of the people to control... Me and my mates started doing the ball um, and all that stuff. Me and my mates started doing the co-op seasons, and that's quite fun, mm. actually. I didn't even think about doing anything like that, but that's quite fun. I'm looking forward to the new game. I'm I'm not a hundred percent loving the fact that I can't get a twenty percent discount off it because even though because I need it, I need it to make content. I need it for work purposes. Yeah, but it, it's it's so expensive that game now for oh, what it, for what you get, and I don't. Um, Unfortunately, I'm in that window where I don't think I'd be able to get a review copy of it or an early copy of it. Unless mm. anybody from EA actually listens to this, please feel free to hook me up. That'd be fantastic. Um, but no. But to I link it back to the topic of uh, Sheffield Wednesday esports, uh, basically it's quite good, I would say, from a publicity standpoint, because we're making inroads into things that other clubs have been doing for the last five or plus years. So it's nice of us to finally join the party. Um you know, it, we've it, been it. We've been doing it for about a year been, or so, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, it's um, it's yeah. nice that they're getting, especially with like some of the younger ones getting involved and making it more accessible. Because yeah. the one thing you don't want from things like that is it to be exclusive and they don't do events where fans can join. If you do things yeah. that are a little bit too, there's a lot of there's a lot of things where it's like there's there's not that much exclusivity uh, for fans, and I think. The these, but if as long as they're bringing fans in and people can, you know, everyone should be able to get involved. It shouldn't be a yeah. 
uh, I think I'd, I'm, I'm all about inclusivity, Jack. Mm. Everybody being able to get Absolutely. involved with everything. Absolutely. So, um, and there's not enough of that these days. So, moving on to Bannon being in the top 20 all-time Owls appearance makers. So this is from the Wednesday website. Barry Bannon has moved into the Owls top 20 all-time appearance makers following Tuesday's evening's victory over Stockport in the Carabao Cup. Wednesday beat the Hatters on penalties at Hillsborough and by taking to the field, Bannon secured his name amongst the greats in Essex. The Scot has racked up 359 appearances since joining the Owls in August 2015 on a free transfer from Crystal Palace. Just 19 players have featured more in blue and white with Barry Bannon on the same number of games as fellow icon Peter Shirtliff. Um, the 33-year-old made his Owls debut against Burnley on the 12th of September 2015 and has played a key role in, our, in the heart of our midfield since. He was given the captain's armband ahead of the 2020-21 campaign and led Wednesday to promotion last season. Congratulations, Baz. Here's to many more. Here's the full top 20 list. So now Barry Bannon is actually... This is actually out one because he's got 360. Mm. Um, but oh, we'll go course, from 359. Yeah. So Barry Bannon, Pete Shirtliff, 359. So Barry Bannon's actually... He's knocked off in Shirtliff from the list now. He's actually going to go up to like 18th. Yeah, he has. He has. He's knocked him off. Um, because next match he plays, he will be equal with Willie Layton on 361. Yeah. Then if he plays two more matches, he'll be equal with Des Walker on eight, in 18th. Um he then has to play 10 more matches, which he'll probably do this season to get to 17th. Tom Brittleton there. 16th is 382, so that's 20 more appearances. That's 21 more appearances for him now. Doable this season, depending on if he's injured, mm. you know? So he could get to 16th with Tom McInerney. Uh, is it McInerney? Yeah. Um, yeah, 384. He, he could actually get Ron Springett's place of 384. Yeah. Because it's a 46-game season, isn't it, thinking about yeah, it? Yeah. So he could literally just be behind Liam Palmer close yep. towards the end of the season. Because Liam Palmer's going to keep making fixtures, but he could be equal in it. So Liam Palmer's on 398, right? But he could end up creeping around that, that position. So that'd be quite cool. Mm. Um, I don't think he's going to quite reach the top because the top is 546 with Andrew Wilson. So that's a... A lot of fixtures, but top 10, 424, that would be, if you say, it depends if it's his last season. If he's got a couple of seasons, he could, he could reach yeah. that top 10, you know, we'll see. We'll but, see. um, yes, uh, that's it for the news this week. There's not been a load of news. I guess I really wanted to talk about anything that you wanted to talk about, Jack, to end this. The, the community topic will be coming back probably, if not next week, the week after. We've got a lot. We've actually got something quite exciting starting the next week. We'll do the accounts in terms of the Wednesday accounts. It doesn't need to be a big episode. We'll probably do that as a Talking Wednesday extra, but I will uh, I might make that available for um, the 99p tier as well for the people who just want to chip in for that episode. Um just to be extra kind, I'll make that one. It'll be one of the backlog episodes, basically. So we'll probably do an episode where we talk about the accounts um, and that'll be a solo thing this time, uh, um, a separate thing from the main podcast because it's looking slightly better on that front. And oh, we'll, yeah. We'll briefly reference it here and there. Um, I feel like Chancery might in the next season or so feel like he's got money to spend. So that would be nice. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about Musaba and the fact that I want to see him more. Jack, at the minute, I don't know what your feelings are on that. What, when I saw him in, against Southampton, I was like, "Just start him for Christ's sake!" Like he, he's exciting. Mm. He's exciting, but I also don't want to rush him in too much too quick because there's a fine line between putting him in too early and then getting him completely out of his. It's it's one of those situations where because of how young he is, it could be a make or break sort of period of time where he will either really kick on or he'll 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 possibly crumble under the expectation because i but the, we, the we, exciting we thing is he's a permanent transfer expectation. and oh, i'm yeah. like and he's with he, us for three like, years let's yes. not forget he's with us for at least three years so we've got three years of him guaranteed so that means that we don't necessarily need to rush him out right now to you know it, it may have looked really exciting but we need to nurture it we don't need to 
overuse that. If you know what I mean, you know, I you know think he needs to, to start at Preston mm. against Preston. Right? What's your lineup for next week? Because this is interesting, right? Because obviously we've had a lot of chopping and changing. Who? who what's your eleven for next I'd week? Go, I'd go back to the Southampton eleven, actually. Um, Would you? Yeah, I'd yeah, change it. Slightly. I'd go back to the Southampton eleven, but with Diaby so, in uh, centre back instead of Iwekwe. So in I Bambo, would pretend, DRB in in yeah yeah. yeah. I'd potentially go Famio at left back with mm. Valentin option there. Centre backs Diaby. Do you give Bernard a run out? Maybe. Yeah, um, possibly, yeah. Uh right back. I'd stick with I for there personally, but would yeah? Would you still keep it yeah. for in the centre back position? Yeah, I, 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 think, that, yeah. I think he's been. I think he's been all right actually. I offer so far. I actually, I actually, for some stability, I'd see Palmer mm. come back in at right back just for this, just for this start. Um, but I think Patterson did really well there against Southampton. Um, this is where I would disagree with you, though. I would say Liam Palmer needs to come in for the Will Volks role. That's my disagreement because I want to start the new Diaby in there and give him a run out. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I want my midfield three. Um, it would be Bannon, Byers, Diaby for me there. Okay. But it depends on... Why, who would you have in your midfield? Probably Byers, Bannon and Palmer. So and then yeah, Diaby. I do Maybe no, the new Diaby could come on in the second half. Don't I have give him seen... the start, but, you know... So I, I say we play four three three, right? Mm. But we play like we play more of a diamond three in the midfield, you know, with the defensive midfielder, Bannon and Byers with the RB behind. And then I put Musabra, I want to start him on the right wing. And then I want Smith up top, because I want that yeah, Smith Byers I would agree. up. I'd agree, yeah. Um and then you pro I'd probably give Windass another go at left wing but that's the one I could change out. Mm. Uh, and then you've got other options. Like I know we've got like Valentin and uh, Delgado who can play further up. And I do like Delgado. So he could easily start in one of them wing positions as well. Mm. Um, but I would want to put Palmer back at right back there for some stability. Okay. But then if you, if you think about, if you start the Diab, if we, if Delgado actually plays on the wing, which we know he can do and you put him on the same side as Palmer, they could overlap. Mm. Um, but, Byers and Bannon in the midfield is not a very defensive midfield, but if this new Diaby actually gets well in training and he appears to be quite a defensive yeah. presence, that's when I take the risk. Yeah. You know, in that defensive role. But I also could see Palmer filling it. I think Backinson's done all right, to be fair. So I could see him mm. I could if if Bannon's injured, would you would you go Backinson or would you put somebody else in that position? Uh, you see, for me, uh, uh, Backinson's done all right, but I do feel like he's still a bit slow on the ball to in reaction times and that sort of thing. He doesn't, he's not got the quick turnaround tempo that, so for example, but I mean, Bannon, you can say without a doubt he's got it, but Byers has got a much quicker a sort of agility turnaround. He can, he can make a decision in a much quicker amount of time. And I'd probably say the same thing goes for Palmer. And that's why I would have Palmer in maybe his sort of role or the or the anchorman role and i would also argue put um if it if it was say the diamond diabe central defensive midfielder uh bannon and uh byers uh, you know alongside one another and the number 10 role i'd have windass as the attacking central attacking midfielder and then i'd have delgado oh, on no, the left I, wing yeah, sorry, or I Masaba meant, on I the meant... right wing I don't know if they officially call it the diamond, but if it's a, if it's a defensive oh, yeah. midfielder, um, but it's it's I'm talking about the centre defensive mid sitting behind the central midfielders. Yeah. Um, that you, but yeah, if you're going yeah. the other, you're going the other way with the attacking midfielder, so you're going yes. two central midfielders. Yeah. And then see for me, Byers, Bannon, Windass in the midfield. That's two attacking. Mm. Oh right. That's oh, not okay. that's not enough defensive yeah. cover. There's not enough people coming back when we've yeah. not been that great defensively. Um, so for me, it would actually, if Byers is, if Bannon's injured, it would probably have to be Backinson that goes in that position because the other yeah. position is Volks. The other situation oh, yeah. is Volks. Um, so, I mean, Patterson yeah. could also fulfill 
that sort of role as well. Yes, I, I know, say. I know, he, I know he I could, but I don't, I don't want well him well, in the but... mid. I don't want him mm. in the midfield anymore. I think honestly, we, when we saw him against Southampton, seeing him running down the right and being a right back is probably actually his best position. I wouldn't mind yeah. him being our right back. You know, you could put. Maybe this Diaby in midfield doesn't have to sit in that defensive role. Maybe he hmm. can sit central midfield and be more of a centre mid, but with defensive capabilities. And and Baez plays the box-to-box role yeah. a little bit more. Um, I don't know what I wouldn't do. I'd potentially... If, if Chisco is actually trying to actually show some logic to his system now, he has to drop Dawson. Vasquez yeah. has to start because otherwise mm. it looks like he's he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Doesn't it? So Dawson's got the number one. It's very it's very difficult. And then you go, when when does Charles get a look in? Because Charles looks all right in preseason. So I would actually argue that Charles needs to go out on loan to a League One club, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um a ball playing team though. He needs yeah. to be in a ball playing team. Oh god, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even they've just come up, but like someone like Wrexham or Notts County would be a great shout for a potential destination for him as well, actually. Because um, they, they play exactly that sort of football, don't they? They're, they're ball-playing sides. But yes, they're in League Two. I don't but, think he's going to start over Ben Foster. Oh, no, no. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is why I'm also including Notts County in that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I... Right, let's, uh, I it, Karim. No, I just think that he the sooner he gets out on loan and can have first team football, the better, because that means that he's going to be in, he's going to be developed enough to be actually sh- within a shout of the Wednesday keeper position sooner rather than later. And I think with looking at how much potential he has, we need to get him in there because I, I can see him being our future number one kind of thing. I, I want him to but, be. I yeah. think he's got all, all the signs of being able to be mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Um, let's look ahead to Saturday. So we're in a position now where we, we talk about them not having time to gel because of the cup fixture. They've got two weeks where, with a week gap. So they, so from they've had all this week, or they've got all this week until Preston on the 19th, and they've got another week until Cardiff. Yeah. So this is the time now where we're going to start to see it start to come into play. So by Leeds yeah. on the 2nd of September... You'd hope they're all you would hope. more gelled together. Mm. Yes. You would hope we're in more in that situation. Um, speaking of Preston, they've got four points. Their home record is three points this season. There's been two fixtures, obviously, and they got a draw on the road. Their last result was a win at home against Sunderland, and obviously they are coming to Hillsborough on Saturday. How are you feeling about playing Preston this early on? I'm hopeful because they haven't really started out like I thought they would. They've had a bit of a mixed bag, haven't they? And I'm... We never play well against Preston, though. That's the mm. one thing I've got in my head. And I know that's a weird thing to say, yeah. you say club, but I never remember Wednesday playing that well against Preston, any iteration of them. So I'm slightly concerned. But um... I'm slightly concerned, but also I don't think it will be the whitewash that maybe the, net, maybe the doom sayers are sort of saying... I think effectively we need to adopt a game by game basis going forwards until this team has clearly gelled and and I hate to also bring up the example I hate to use them as a good example I hate that this word is in my mouth but Rotherham United when they lost Paul Warren and they then got in the new guy Matt Taylor it took them so long to gel and so long to get adopt the new system but when they did it went magnificently and I feel like the this same what- sort of thing is going to happen here the Where? small amount of time we've got the ball against Southampton, I was like, yeah, mm. Hull just let me down so much yes. because I looked at it and I was like, no, this looks clueless. But against Southampton, I could see small patterns of play that were slightly yes. exciting and then it all just got crushed against Hull. But there is something there if, and it's a big if, we can sort it all out. So keep an eye on Will Keane for Preston because yes. he's got two, two goals in two games. Um, Former Sheffield Wednesday but- player as well. Oh, of course, Keane. yeah. yeah. Um, we had him on loan during really... the Azerbaijan land of fire season. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, we've got, we were coming up against Jordan Story, talking about four, uh, former Sheffield Wednesday players. That was Ooh. a little bit more recent. So, um, yeah, 
just keep an eye on Will Keane because two goals in two games and there's only been two games this season. He's mm. also got an assist in that as well. Um, yeah, we need to uh, be careful of that one. But it will be J- uh, Jake and Jack talking about that next week. I might try and pitch my thoughts in. I might have also done an awkward stitch because I forgot Jake sent me his thoughts on the weekend's game. So there might ah. be an awkward stitch somewhere in this of Jake's thoughts. But he is in this episode. I will try and do my same for the same for next time. Um, but yes, I will... Uh we will see what happens on that one. But that's all I've we got will. for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday, Jack, unless you've got anything to add, my friend. Just stop panicking. It's three games into the season. You know, that's stop my panicking! Over- like, <laughs> it's, it's not a case of us sitting here, sipping a little coffee while all the house is burning down. That's not what's happening. Wednesday fans are treating it like that. That is not some what's happening. It's three Wednesday games fans. in. The manager... Some Wednesday fans. The manager and his staff... I've only been in. I've only been here a month. We've got eight new signings through the door. Six of those signing new signings played against Hull and started. Uh, it's not a case of panic. Panic stations. It's three games in. Every, all, these same. Some of these same fans, by the way, the head of uh, when he when Cisco first signed, were all saying we need to have patience. So have patience. Go on what you said you would do. Have patience. Let the team gel. Let the team become what become a unit because they're not they won't be a unit after having played together or trained together, sorry, about two weeks. That's not gonna happen. They don't know each other. They don't know how to communicate properly with each other. But having to use bloody Bambo Diabe is the translator. And so is Windass for several of the players. There's a language barrier in place. Like they're not going to gel after a week, you know? It needs to have time. We need to give them time. So please stop ex- expecting the world after a week. You know, we need calm. So, we need yeah, we need patience. Completely. So um, the meltdown is needless. As we, as we end this episode, yes, you heard it here first. It is not time to panic at the Chisco. No, it is <laughs> time You've, to keep that's the pace. been in your head. I could see it on your face. That's been in your head for like the whole duration of what I was saying there. Your whole monologue, yeah. For God's sake. You couldn't have just let me end it like that. But yes, this has been it for episode 132 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care. We will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See you later.